Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Now, okay, so I've been editing, you know, the episodes for the last, I've been, as I was editing the episodes for the last two weeks, I've noticed that, like, our energy for the last two weeks was just, like, a little bitey towards each other. I don't know what it was. Um, We were just, I could just tell, for whatever reason, we were getting on each other's nerves. So, I decided, let's take this intro segment and let's, let's calm things down a little bit. Okay? All right. So... I've pulled up some exercises that we can do to uh, that I found on like couples therapy uh, guides. Yep. And so we're just gonna we're gonna run through a few of them real quick. Already off to a bad start, bro. <laughs> Already off to a bad start. As soon as you said couples therapy, I'm like, I'm gonna freaking kill this man. So this is a first, trap. first, this website just thinks we should do some icebreakers. Okay. okay? Sure. Some tried and tr- so the questions that uh, they uh, suggest as icebreakers is just tell me something weird about yourself. Hmm. Most of my best friends have little to nothing in common with me. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I would say that a weird thing about myself is the whole having one eye thing is really the weirdest thing about me. So you gonna... know, and that's crazy because I don't even think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's there's so much going on that like when people ask me, oh, tell me about Craig. I forget to bring it up. Yeah. Until you're uh, around, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably let them know. Maybe, you know what? Maybe not. Like, that's not I even got... top five for me. I got intro in college. I got introduced to people as one eyed Craig. That's wild, bro. That is wild. I That's never crazy. signed off on that. You didn't get so, introduced to me. I didn't meet you knowing this. No, you didn't. It's I don't think it's that, a great way to do it. Not it's really not. A lot of people just like, uh, they either just find out eventually. It's either they're surprised immediately or they are told about it up front. Yeah. No one's, no one's ever like gracefully inundated with that information. Yeah. But see, I just like some of that stuff just doesn't matter to me. Like, for instance, Willow was born with an extra finger in both hands. I forgot to tell people and she was like three months old. Yeah. And I just didn't bring it up because it so doesn't matter to me. But anyways, back to the icebreakers. All right. Uh, the next thing that this article suggests is to play a game of truth. And it provides more questions, which I don't understand how these are not just more icebreakers. Okay. Um, because the, the question that it suggests is, what's your biggest fear? I feel like that's another icebreaker. Yeah. So that's tricky. Because there's a lot of these, like, as an icebreaker, right? So this is like when you're in a group, like first day of class, the teacher's like, say your name, favorite food, and your biggest fear. <laughs> you would never put this. This is definitely not an icebreaker. My uh, name's Craig. Yeah. I'm bringing cherries to the picnic, and I have a deathly fear of heights. Yeah, dude. I think my my one of my biggest fears. It might not be the biggest, but one of my biggest ones is like dying before I can I can accomplish what I want to accomplish. My biggest death related or, fear. I guess another way to spin that off is to get old and not have accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. 
Sure. Yeah, totally. My biggest death-related fear is dying while leaving people behind. If that makes sense, like I want to I want to make sure that I've provided for the people that I care about enough to where they can live without me, which obviously doesn't matter right now. But like once I start like once I start a family, like that's when that fear is going to like really kick in. You know, if that's a big fear of yours, you should just start selling life insurance. <laughs> Be like, are you terrified of leaving nothing behind for your family? Because I sure am. Squalor? I sure am. You should buy this quarter million dollar life insurance policy. So when you die, they don't have to worry about your funeral expenses. Your daughter can go to college and your wife can buy and finish off the mortgage on the house. Um, the next thing that this article wants us to do is share music with each other. Okay. Because it, uh, it's like, oh, this like music represents who you are. Uh, and so sharing music with someone would be a good way to like really give them an insight to your soul. All right. So I'm just going to start sending you stuff then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about it or not. You know, I don't care. doesn't make for good content if we don't talk about it. Yeah. I guess we should (laughs) talk about it. Um, here's the thing. I biggest music I listen to is hip hop and R and B like almost more than anything else. There's a kind of, couple of like alternative things i listen to because they're influenced by those things that's like the big ones um big artists i'm into i wouldn't even say right now just like in general anderson pock is freaking killing it uh jack harlow is killing it um there's a guy named what is his name good uh good boy noah a little bit more alternative heavy beats that's sick. I like him. Bryson Tiller, for all you R&B heads, love him. I'm um, kind of basic, but whatever. Um, then my, I've never heard of that man in my life. Whatever. <laughs> of course. Uh, Aminé, I'm super into right now. Um, and then, obviously, like, hip-hop and rap. Like, obviously, Eminem's up there. Drake keeps putting out music. You put enough out enough music, eventually he's going to be good. Um, so I like a lot of his stuff. Um a lot of female artists, R&B artists like SZA, Her, LMA, Mahalia, all those people I'm into as well. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yep. Um, when you go back and edit this, you'll look up those people, but obviously don't. Yeah. Know. It's so weird whenever you bring up Anderson Pac because he produced like the second and third Watsky album. Like before he like really blew up, mm-hmm. so it's weird seeing people talk about him. Like I just know him as a producer more than like a um, an actual artist. But yeah, th- so that's that's weird for like my perspective. Yeah. Um, obviously, like yeah, Watsky's really big. Uh, Jukebox the Ghost. I'm seeing in October. I'm very excited about that, dude. Just like uh, it's like you're making up these names. I could have said the same thing about you. <laughs> all right, that's um those i and you know there's a lot of musical theater stuff that's in my playlists you know heathers is like the same the like the modern musical of like heathers style heathers and newsies is kind of what's in my playlists a lot mm-hmm. beetlejuice stuff like that so just like big like big energy stuff is what i'm into interesting interesting big energy yeah see i don't listen to a lot of musical stuff anymore like i'm generally just not interested i don't think it's my style like i have a lot of experience with it but i'm like it's not what i would listen to for fun yeah it's super cheesy it's super campy like it's definitely one of those things where like it has to be your thing 
You know, there are some musicals that I think like breach that gap. I think Hamilton did. And, you know, um, there are other musicals that are on the cusp of doing that, but don't quite do it like wicked. Um, Yeah. That's like stuff that got like popular outside of like the theater kid zeitgeist. Yeah. Where everyone started to get into it. Um, What was that? What's that one with the circus? Oh, Pippin. No, it's not Broadway, but it's a musical that everyone freaking lost their mind. Oh, Greatest Showman. Yeah, dude. People lost their freaking minds, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I know a lot of people aren't super into musicals, but when stuff like that hits, like people go crazy. Well, Alex, do you feel like we've connected more as a couple now? Because I kind of had such a good thing going, and then you had to go and say that, and now it just, it might be worse than when we started. I don't think you choose your wo- uh, your words very carefully. And I think I choose them very, incredibly very carefully. All right. Well, let's jump into our movie segment. This week, we watched a movie called Dogfight. It's a romantic movie starring River Phoenix. And we're not going to do a spoiler section for this one. It's old and it's short. Therefore, one big segment. All spoilers. Get ready. If you don't want to listen to this movie segment, you are welcome to skip to the second half of the podcast, which you can hear at this time code here. Time code 2930. Dog fight. Uh, What did you know about this movie when you picked it out? Because this whole month you've picked out movies and I have no idea what any of them are. I don't know what the theme is. I don't know anything. Yeah, so I knew it was a River Phoenix movie, and I knew kind of like the first third. So if you're not familiar with this movie, I you know, and you aren't, there's no yeah. way you are. It's about uh, this uh, group of military guys who are on shore leave, basically for the. It's their last night stateside. They're about to get deployed, and they run a competition called a dogfight. We don't find out what a dogfight means officially until like a third of the way through the movie. I mean, you can if, you're, pick it if up. you have eyes, you pick it up Yeah, three minutes in. Yeah. And everybody puts in 50 bucks. They rent out a bar. They get a bunch of food and drinks. And the competition is who can bring the ugliest date. And that's, you know, the first third of the movie is this group of guys trying to find their ugliest date and bring them to this dogfight, and whoever has the ugliest date wins the remainder of the pot. Yeah, and it's a lot because they they each put in fifty bucks. They rent out a club, um, and it provides drinks. And there's but, probably like two dozen people that do this. Yeah, so the winner gets a hundred bucks. Honorable mention gets twenty five. And this yeah. is back. This story takes place in like the fifties and sixties. I think I looked it up. It's right before the Vietnam War is when it takes place. Yeah. He was um, born in 44 and he was 19. So yeah. Yeah. And I think I looked it up once and 50 bucks was like 200 bucks at the time. That's so good money, dude. Yeah. That's good money. Um, and so the character that we follow is, uh, his name is Eddie River Phoenix's character. And after striking out with several women, he goes to a little coffee shop and he goes in. He's trying to flirt with the woman behind the counter. She's a she's an older woman and she's not interested in any of his BS. I don't blame her. And then he hears a girl singing in the corner with a little guitar. She goes up and or he goes up and talks to her. She turns around. Oh, no, she's ugly. And 
he decides to woo her, bring her to the dogfight. However, right before they get in, he has a change of heart for no reason and decides, you know, this girl is too good. This girl is too sweet. Um, I cannot subject her to this. And so basically he tries to talk her out of going into this dogfight, but she goes anyway, finds out that it is a dogfight and uh, cries. Yeah, she's not happy she was brought to an ugly girl contest. Which, you know, don't blame her. Don't blame her. Yeah. Um, But, you know, props to her because she's going around meeting all these girls, all these dates, and she didn't pick up on it. Which means she can really see some inner beauty. Because I would look around and be like, wait a second. Wait a second. Because there's one character, one of the guys brings a date who he pays to have her there. He's like, hey, you can have a cut of the money if you come to this thing. And this woman has uh, false teeth. And he says, no, don't wear your false teeth. It'll make it better. And so. Yeah, so she's walking around with a big old gap in her mouth. Like, that's the caliber of, like, you know, it's incredibly uh, subjectively horrific. If you ever wanted a reason to remember why it's okay to hate most men, this movie will do that. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Hating most. Dude, here's the thing. It's a movie. It's not real. So you have an excuse to hate most men in this movie. Real guys don't do this. It's not. It's not a thing. I've... Been, I was in the military for five years. I was a Marine. I am. I guess it's one of those things that once a Marine, always a Marine. Whatever. This is so not real. And it also, female director. So, of course, she's going to be like on the let's hate men train for a little bit. But these guys, this guy's supposed to redeem himself by the end. Most of the guys redeem themselves at the end. You just find out they're stupid. They're Most of them are freaking blitzed. Like, so many drinks in. This... I'm going to defend men here for a second. This isn't real. Real guys don't do this. And if you do do this, first of all, you're not listening to our podcast because Craig would make you throw up in your mouth. Continue, Craig. Um, You know, it didn't sound like a compliment, but that was a compliment. Craig. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take that to heart then. <laughs> um, <laughs> This movie does depict, though, like the one thing that a lot of I've seen a lot even today is just like guys will like hem and haw and like try their absolute best to woo a woman. But as soon as she shows signs that she's not interested, immediately turns around, calls that girl a slut. Like, okay, well could not have been more clear about how bad of a person you are. Serious incel behavior, bro. Yeah. Serious incel behavior. Yeah. Um, so right away when we meet Rose, it's very obvious that it's like a, Listen, Rose is, in my opinion, Rose is not, like, ugly. I would not have brought her to a dogfight. She's not Hollywood hot, but she's, like, she's fine. She's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. She's not Hollywood hot. She's also not hot. She's also, I'm sure she's pretty to other people at her level. You know what I mean by that? Um, Like, eights and sevens don't go, oh, she's pretty. Fours do. And I think if you are one of those things, you're like, oh, she's not ugly. She's actually pretty pretty. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. Dude, can you imagine someone listening to our podcast being like, I thought she was pretty. And then this is how they find out there were four. Hey, audience. Dude, uh, I just want to remind you that 
uh, Alex is playing a character on this podcast, and uh, the jokes that nope, he says, one hundred percent, and legit. the intensities that he I goes my through. Heart. Are this is me unleashed. Him falling into uh, what he believes to be comedic for his character. Nope. And does not represent the views of permanent good. But it does represent um, the views of Alex Good. And what I was saying is like. So, Craig, let me tell you how crazy it is. I saw the second girl they talked to, and I'm like, oh, this is an ugly contest. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I put one and two together. I didn't need a huge sample size. I can look at it and be like, oh, I know what's going on. I know exactly yeah. what's going on. Because they do like because the girls they use are like or the the women that they use is just like they're the Well the first one you see is a dwarf. And then the second person you see is just like a heavy set Native American, but like heavy on the stereotype. Yeah. Like crazy like pigtails, whole thing. And I'm like, oh I know what's going on. And then right after the dwarf says no. A pretty actual pretty girl comes up. She's like, "Oh, I can, I can go with you." And he goes, "I'm not, in, I'm not interested." I'm like, "Oh, turn down a pretty girl. I know what's happening." Yeah, it, it's one of those things where if you were to ask a sixth grader to describe all the ways someone could be ugly, like these are the kinds yeah. of people that they're drawing 100%. from. One hundred percent. Like, like they're taking a comb and like ratting their hair and stuff like that. Like, all that's that actually called stuff. teasing your hair. A lot of people do that on purpose. To get volume, okay. Craig. Sure. She just doesn't know how to dress. She didn't know how to put on makeup. She put on blue eyeshadow, which is a yikes. Dude, it's a yikes, man. Unless you're cosplaying, what are we doing? Unless it's you're one cosplaying those... rich or definitely not 100% straight, then what are we doing, bro? What are we doing? But I just want to say that, like, Rose, this entire movie, I agreed with Eddie in the sense that Rose does not deserve this. Yeah. It was I, one of those things that she, I think I thought they were kind of grading on personality and like demeanor. And I'm like, okay, she is awkward. She gives that homeschool vibe. And then they were walking there. And I'm like, you know, she's not going to compare. You see what the other guys are bringing. I'm like, oh, she can't compete, bro. Some of these yeah. women are like, one of them's a dude in drag. I think most of them, when they do a crowd shot, I'm like, most of these guys are men. Another thing is some of these people are like, these characters are like between the ages of like 17 and 22. They're bringing people that are like 45, 60 years old. Yeah. Like these are like parents and grandparents. And I'm like, Oh, Rose doesn't stand a chance. And, yeah. and then you find out like, it sounds like he's pulling out because she's not going to win. And then you find out he's trying to pull her from the competition because he likes her. Yeah, Rose ends up winning honorable mention because she drinks too much and ends up having to throw up. Mm -hmm. And uh, the judges were next to the bathroom as she was throwing up, and they're like, "Oh, that deserves honorable mention." But I like this movie does a really good job of portraying Rose as just like really just like a sweet person because there were two times in this movie where my heart just sank because I knew what was going to happen to her. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's this scene where she's, or there's that bit where she's running down the stairs and like, she's like reaches the bottom of the stairs and she looks at Eddie and she smiles and you're just like, she doesn't get out much. And she's excited that she finally gets to go out and it's to get her heart broken. Yeah, and, bro. And my heart just sank like, Oh, this is going to be awful. Dude, imagine being me and having no idea what this movie was about. No clue. I had, yeah. I'm literally watching this movie like, I don't know what's happening. 
I only know how long this movie is and when it came out. Yeah. And then there's another scene where they're in the bathroom and um, the woman who got paid to be there is describing to Rose what the dogfight is. And you're just like, no, <laughs> like you almost don't want her to tell her just so her like so she can be preserved from all this. Yeah. And then she goes out, smacks him around, punches him a couple times. He kind of just takes it and she leaves. And this is all the first act of the movie. Yeah. This this is like the clearest first, second, third act structure I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Um, this And the second and third act is a lot more of... So the second act is Eddie trying to like redeem himself and get Rose to like him again. Yeah, let's go out on a dinner date. We'll go get something fancy, yada, yada, yada. It was and then, weird. And it was a whole lot of... Eddie, why do you swear so much? Eddie, why do you curse so much? I'm like, he's a marine, bro. It's what they do. And yeah, so the second and third act of this movie is much more the romance side. If you want to watch two people just go on dates around town for an hour, that's the, that's this movie. <laughs> if you like watching movies where people fall in love in a day, well, we got one for you. Not Not even a day, like 12 hours. Yeah, so there's a scene where... When Eddie is like, I want to take you on a dinner date. I want to take you on an official date. Uh, They go to like a small little diner and they're like, and Eddie's like, no, we can do better than this. We can do better than this. And so they go to one of those stereotypical. um, Fine dining, have to wear a jacket, caviar type places. Yeah. And the, uh, the host turns him away at the door. Like, hey, you you aren't wearing a suit jacket or a sports jacket, you know, we have to turn you away. And so Eddie and Rose go to a tailor, get a cheap suit jacket at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. At like 11 come back and then like basically force the host to sit them now that they're appropriately dressed. And I'm like, man, that is how you guarantee you get your food spat in. Yeah. But I also don't want to perpetuate the rumor that people spit in people's foods. It does happen. It's usually one guy in a restaurant, but this place is too fancy for that. He's the host. He's not going to be like, hey, he was mean to me. Can you guys spit in his food? That doesn't happen. They're, prof- they're, prof- they're pros. They're professionals. <laughs> um, you'd hope so. But he freaking hope. demeans this guy in front of the entire restaurant. Oh, like the yeah. The whole, like, I think you deserve a dollar. That yeah. whole scene, bro, it was it was basically like, I'm going to tip you, and I'm also going to tip you only a dollar, and I'm going to be loud about it and let everyone in this restaurant know that you deserve this dollar. And the, and like in this scene, we find like Eddie can only pay for Rose's meal because it's not payday yet. And so he just has a beer, and it's like, it, it's one of those things where, um, it, it's, like maybe that was why he only tipped a dollar because he didn't have the money to pay for a lot of this scene was showing that Eddie didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. I'm like, this is so not important. Um, bro. I don't know. This whole movie dude made me uncomfortable. I didn't know when it was going to end. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know where it was going at the end of the second act. Basically they've slept together, which was weird, which was so weird. And he's leaving. He's running away, straight up running. So they had beautiful, sweet, sweet love, right? He leaves and he goes, she's like, are you going to write me? And he goes, absolutely, I'm going to write you. And then he runs back to base so we can leave in a couple hours. 
And I'm like, the movie's over. And then it's not. And then it cuts nope. to the bus where all of his, his, the other three Bs, there's four Bs because they all have Bs last name. They're like, what did you do last night? Be like, I went out with a super hot MILF and it was the captain's wife, whatever, right? And we watch him rip up the address that she gave him so they could write. And then I'm like, oh, well, this is a very bad way to end of a movie. We're just going <laughs> to hate him. And then the movie continues for another 20 minutes. Yeah. And so after he rips up the address, we, uh, I, I, this is, I don't know if this was supposed to be a, like just a dream or this actually happened and he was remembering it, but I think it, it shows actually us- happened. I think okay. it actually happened. And so they're in, they're probably in Vietnam, right? Yep. Um, and they're just playing cards, you know, they're killing time and then they get hit with like, a, um, a mortar like a mortar strike. Like yep. And Eddie gets hit. He has a wounded leg. He's get he's getting dragged off. We think he's dying. And then he wakes back up on the bus as they're coming home from their deployment. And but then he's the only one. You don't see his friends anymore. Yeah. And he gets off the bus. He goes across the street, gets a drink and then goes back to Rose's diner and meets back up with Rose. They embrace end of movie yeah bro um listen it's not a bad movie no it's not um i think you should know before you go into it it is a love story and dude and the tagline is the rules of the dogfight were simple everyone puts in 50 bucks and the guy with the ugliest girl or the ugliest (laughs) date wins dogfight a love story first of all tagline's too long also dogfight a love story dude it's if you don't go into this expecting a love story you're going to be thinking what the heck am i watching the entire time and it is so uncomfortable every kiss is uncomfortable i think they did that on purpose the fact that they're sleeping together on the first date and this girl clearly is losing her virginity clearly And like they're having like they're sleeping together on a twin mattress in her childhood bedroom yeah, and she put on she puts on a night. It's so uncomfortable. And then you and then you see him rip up the address, and you're like, oh, and this guy's not gonna write her after he pretty much expresses his deep love for her, and vice versa. And then at the very end, they redeem it by doing a long embrace after you find out his three other friends died. And <laughs> that's the freaking movie. That's the movie. Uh, I think. My biggest problem was that I kind of wish the dogfight plot went on a little bit longer. They wrapped up the dogfight plot and then it was done. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. This movie, although I had a pretty good three act structure, it wasn't good. And it's not I wouldn't say it's not a bad movie, but it's definitely not a good movie. There's not a whole lot of great plot. It's here's the plot. Guy invites quote unquote ugly girl. She gets pissed. They fall in love. That's the entire movie. And there's nothing else going on. I guess the only quote unquote subplot that exists is his best friends are going through the night doing their own thing, like getting head in a nude theater. Oh my God. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> um, like oh this is back God. when they showed, like you go to theaters to watch pornography and they were got head from a prostitute. And, 
Other than that, they got tattoos of bees. Like th that's the only other subplot. Everything else is exactly what's happening on the screen. It's exactly what it looks like. There's nothing. There's no underlying themes. It's so straightforward. I'm like, oh, I could do this. I if I can watch a movie and be like, oh, I could do this. I could I could have wrote this. I could have directed this. It's not a good movie because I'm not I'm not talented, and that's that's a bad sign. Um, I thought this movie was okay. It was definitely slower in the second half. But, you know, it, it's a romance movie. It's a pretty cut and dry romance movie. And I think I'm going to give it a six and a half. I'm giving it a flat five. Okay. And I thought I was going to give it more. But the more I've talked about it, I'm like, yeah. The thing is, is I realized when I finished it, I'm never watching this movie again. And if I want to watch something like this, there's a million other movies that do it better. Um, I want to give it a four. Whoa. But I'm not going to. Because... It kind of redeems itself in different parts that I liked. Um, I quickly got over the whole fact that we're Marines and it was so stupid. And obviously they didn't consult anybody in the military when they made this. They went to a one week boot camp to prepare for this role. Hey, guess what? One week does not prep you for people who are supposed to be playing Marines that were Marines for three years. That's not a thing. Um, so once you get over that thing and it's super cringy, the rest of the movie is mediocre okay so flat five for me all right fair enough fair enough alex would you like to welcome back our non-movie listeners non-movie listeners don't watch this movie or listen do. to the podcast but don't watch the movie and and after you've heard us talk about it you're not gonna need to watch it we just said everything it was about okay that that's fair that's fair there'll be no surprises all right well when we are now moving on to the improv segment so wheat uh, this week, we're going to go back to old favorite. We're going to do some Sell Me This Pod. So if you're unfamiliar with Sell Me This Pod, basically, Alex and I are going to pitch each other a good thing, and we have to sell it like it's a bad thing, and then a bad thing, and we have to sell it like it's a good thing, and we have a minute to do so. That we do, man. And I'm never... It always takes me a little bit to warm up, so let's see if I can turn this around. Alex? Yeah. I'm going to give you a caveat on this one. Without diving into the realm of conspiracy theories, I want you to tell me why 5G is a bad thing. All right. Without going into conspiracy theories, 5G is a bad thing. Yes. 5G is like the atom bomb, bro. We're getting to a point where we have escalated technology to a point where it's starting to get beyond our control. Who kn We're starting to introduce concepts that no one can quite understand how it works. How are we getting such crazy speeds, download data, all that stuff to our phones? It's not something we understand. And if you know me, vaccines, weapons, if we don't understand it, we shouldn't be using it. Okay? And that's where I want to come at this from. Who's out there advocating for 5G who has legitimate credentials? Who has a serious education? But also... Someone we know of. All these people come out of nowhere spouting these things about technology. Ten seconds. We don't know who they are. And I think in order for 5G to be effective, like 4G, LTE, and all that stuff, it needs to come from someone we can trust. Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That answered the only question I was going to give you. Um. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Are you ready to tell me why something is bad? Yes, I'm ready. Tell me why your... Oh, why finding love 
is bad. So do you remember when you were a kid and you would scrape your knee and like somebody would always say, ah, don't cry about it. It just builds character or like, yeah, keep your pain in it builds character. Well, that's what being single forever does for you. So uh, being single forever is like constantly scraping your knee, but with your heart and brain and emotions and feelings. And so if you're every day that you are single, your body hurts a little bit more and you don't know where it comes from, but you learn to accept it because it builds character. And you know what? No one lived to be 100 because they were in love. No, they lived to be 100 because they had character. All right? They went to work. They put in the hours. They did manual labor for seven twenty-five an hour, 40 hours a week, barely affording a half-bedroom apartment in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And they were single the entire time because they never found love because that's what character does for you. Interesting. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, I'm married and have yeah. also been in a relationship since I was 19. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess what? Uh, your time's a coming. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Okay, doggy. You want to tell us why some things are good? I think yeah. we should talk about that. I want you to tell me why unmandated prison systems are good unmandated prisons i want to elaborate a little bit i want to make sure i cover the topic just like prison systems that don't have to follow any government humanity guidelines or oh, you know yeah, stuff like that I got this. so here's the thing about prison systems that can kind of do their own thing no government guidelines no laws that they have to follow or anything like that let me tell you why this is a good thing have you ever heard of a story of a guy who got off oh Bill Cosby. He's a pretty good one. OJ Simpson. There's there's plenty of stories of serial killers, rapists, horrible things. Also, good people like uh the guy who finds out his, you know, daughter was sexually assaulted and actually does something about it. And now he's gonna serve ten years in prison. All I'm saying is the justice system isn't perfect. It's not. Now imagine if you could take the law into your own hands. That is what I'm advocating for. A prison where justice is served without the justice system. The guards don't follow rules. The prison mates don't have a schedule. The warden doesn't follow rules. The only rule is there are no rules. All right. Um, How would you uh, how would you find your employees to like keep this running? Um, well, you're just asking what their favorite superhero is. And if they say Batman, we employ them. If they say anything from the Marvel universe, gotta go. Uh, no, I disagree. If they say Punisher, they're probably into. Yeah. Punisher is definitely, um, the thing about Punisher is they have to be a specific section. I'm like, here's the people who only get sent to prison for two years and they did horrific crimes. Punisher, you're in charge of them. <laughs> All right. You're the group that technically did something bad and deserves to be in prison, but shouldn't be that bad. This is Batman, who's going to train you to have specific skills when, for when you get out. And Alfred <laughs> is also going to be here. And that's how I would separate it. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm on board. You see? See? I can turn it around. Now, you have to tell me why something is bad. Um, I have to tell you why something is good. Oh, right. I've been paying attention. You have to explain to me 
why the Fast and Furious franchise is amazing. So I think what I've learned from doing almost a year of a movie podcast is whether something is good or bad in reality doesn't mean anything. What matters is if you enjoy it. And the way a lot of people enjoy things is by being invested in stuff. They didn't make 15 seasons of Supernatural on accident. So I think that the Fast and Furious franchise is really good because it gives people an opportunity. It's like the family reunion that only happens every now and then. You're like, hey, that's Cousin Dom. And uh, hey, it's Cousin The Rock. And it gives people a chance to be invested in people and feel like they belong to a family. And I think that whether or not you're in it for the cars or the action, I think that everybody can come together and say, hey, these characters are okay. And I'm okay with relating to some of them. And that's why the Fast and Furious franchise That's why it's good. Not bad. Not bad. I just want to say, if you hear anything in the background, that is my brother watching the Twilight franchise because he's trying to get caught up to listen to the Small and Tall episode. Good to know. All right. Ready for the random word? Take oh, it either yes. way. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one first because I've been going first. Good or bad, Kanye West. Dude, d- don't even get me started on Kanye West. All right. Listen, I just want to give right up front, not a Kanye West fan musically. I've heard a few of his songs. Th- th- he's not my genre. But what I can't understand is how people consistently hype him up as like the biggest visionary of our generation. This dude sold brown shirts for like a hundred dollars and people bought them this dude had an album drop party that he showed up two hours late for didn't say anything and then didn't drop the album bud you are literally abusing your fan base i don't understand how anyone can stand to be around you let alone support you from afar so i think that listen if you want to keep making music, keep making seconds. music. I don't care what genre it is. You can branch out to gospel. I don't care. But just, like, stay in your lane, man. That's a pretty hot take, Greg. That's a pretty hot take. And I would defend it, but we're 40 minutes in, and we haven't left the improv segment. Okay, your single word that you have to make a choice on is, uh, or single concept, rather, um, I want to, I want you to tell me your thoughts on an at-home bar. All right. Here's the thing about at-home bars. Do you like your addictions being enabled? Do you like having hundreds and or thousands of dollars invested in what some people might call a disease? That is alcoholism. If you're one of those people, boy, oh boy, do I have a concept for you at-home bar. It's cheaper than getting messed up out in the town. You run into less people, less worried about COVID. It's the socially distant way of enjoying life. And yes, you might develop a problem because most of the time you're going to be drinking alone. But as we've discussed earlier, it's all about building character. 
thinking about think about everything you like and enjoy normally. Now think about everything you like and enjoy while also being ten drunk, seconds, just messed up. It escalates things. It and it's at home. Let's just get rid of drunk driving. That's my advocacy group. Listen, yeah. If you're gonna commit to going to a bar, just keep it at home. Yeah, man. On board. So on board. All right. Well, that was Sell Me This Pod. And now we're going to move on to our middle segment. We're going to do some bracket boys. Let's do it. So I came with a little bit of a theme. Yep. Alex, we're going to do some bracket boys on different streaming services based entirely on their subtitles. Oh, geez, dude. I was so on board. And then you lost me. You had me in the first half. <laughs> so, uh, very simple. You just have to tell me which streaming services subtitles you prefer. All right? And okay. they they vary from, like, what device you're on. You watch pretty much all your streaming on your Xbox, right? Yep. Okay. So, first up, um, Netflix versus Hulu. Oh, Netflix. Smokes them, bro. All right. Amazon Prime versus Disney Plus. So a lot of subtitles on streaming services, they recently they started to get a lot more similar. And I'm not a fan of that because a lot of them do like this, like chunky black background right. with the white text in front of it. They vary from with like size and stuff from place to place. But in general, a lot of them look similar. I'm going to go with Amazon Prime because Amazon actually lets you adjust font, size, the display settings. It lets you change a lot. Yeah, there's a lot more customization. I'm going to go with subtitles. Netflix Uh, and Amazon Prime definitely have the most customization. Yeah, they know what's up. Uh, All right. HBO Max versus Apple TV Plus. Oh, that's a good one. I'm not familiar with the... Subtitles on Apple TV Plus. Okay, so I love Apple TV Plus subtitles. Um, however, it gets a little sketch when you project it onto your TV screen. On your phone, it's flawless. TV screen loses a little bit of credibility. HBO Max looks great on both. Shout out to our sponsor, Andrew. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to give it to HBO Max. All right. Uh, up next are YouTube subtitles and Microsoft subtitles. I don't know if you've ever rented anything from the Microsoft store to watch on your Xbox. I have um, not. Okay. But so it's again, YouTube versus the Microsoft one. Who uses freaking YouTube? Wait, let me a second. Let me pull up a video real quick. Oh, YouTube. Dude, they're they're so good at automated subtitles. It's yeah. amazing. I'm going Until to you throw in like... Uh, people talking over each other or yeah. like some proper noun they haven't heard of yet. Like it's, it's also, gotten a YouTube lot better. It's really good. Cause you can't read ahead. It's as they're saying it. So there's like, there's no punchlines being ruined. There's not, there's nothing else getting ruined. All right. So next bracket, Netflix, Amazon prime. Holy smokes, dude. See what's, this is why you need a seed system. So like the two heavy hitters don't go and they, they're going to get rid of each other in the second round. That's not fair to them because they're both so good. <laughs> uh, Amazon Prime used to be. I don't know if they're still this way. I haven't really noticed it. But but Amazon Prime used to be really bad about subtitles being like ahead of the dialogue. Right. 
I, yeah. At the end of the day, I think I'm going with the Metropolis, the freaking uh, monopoly that is Netflix. They just have it down better. It does spoil things, which sucks, but it happens a lot less. All right, HBO that Max. That one HBO hurt. Max versus YouTube. Uh, I'm going with YouTube purely based off the algorithm. It works super well. People don't have to go and do closed captioning for their own channels. They could just turn it on. It works really well. All right. Final Netflix versus YouTube. Netflix. Uh, I'm going to say Netflix because there are the instances where people are talking over each other because there's, yeah. there's often the closed captioning is not reviewed. Netflix reviews everything. It's not automated. So I think it's just higher chances of it being correct. So I'm going Netflix on that one. Would it have changed your answer if I specifically said Netflix subtitles that weren't for originals? Because Um, not original content on Netflix has like subtitles that it's a little blockier. It takes up more space. It's not as neat. Yeah. But I think if you were to do that, it would be unfair to Netflix. Yeah, sure. Because I think there's way more whack sub- subtitles on YouTube. I was giving them the benefit of the doubt for a lot of that. Yeah. Um, benefit of the doubt. Don't want people to Yeah, I agree. I agree with pretty much all of these decisions. Um, I wrote a whole blog post about subtitles like back in 2019 where I just like took all of the streaming services that I had. And, like, all right, let's talk about why each of these subtitles are not great. <laughs> I also just got Paramount+. Plus. It's freaking whack, dude. They dude, do not know Par- how to subtitle for the life of them. I could not agree more. Oh, my God. It's I, so bad. I'm glad to hear that it's across the site because basically the only thing I watch on Paramount Plus right now is Star Trek. And like I'm just like, oh, maybe it's because it's the older Star Trek and they're just not as neat with it. But if it's across the whole website, that also does not surprise me. Also, Peacock TV. Mediocre is okay. It's okay. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Nothing to write home about for sure. So everybody write to your congressman, get better subtitles. Yes. There's now, deaf people out here, bro. There's yeah. Uh, All right. That was, that was our bracket boys for this week. All right. Time to get into the one hit wonder. Now Bring I it. wanted to do this one last week, Um, but we can't have three segments that cancel you. So this one might cancel you depending on how you answer them. But it's called Craig the Gatekeeper. I'm going to give you a list of words where there's usually a spectrum associated. But you're going to have to replace the spectrum with a hard line. And you're going to have to... We will all learn where you think the distinction is. You have to say, at this point, this becomes... This is the difference or like when you have entered in. So we're going to start off easy. With being a fan of something. When can you say, hey, I am a fan? And when is what you're doing not good enough to be a fan? And what would that thing be called? So I think the big difference here is when are you a fan of something and when do you enjoy something? I think a fan of something looks forward to the next release. I think a fan of something is goes out of their way to get caught up or stay caught up. I think someone that enjoys something stay like watches or listens at their leisure. Um, maybe like probably doesn't buy merch, uh, doesn't talk about it with anyone. It's just like, Oh, it's just something they do. All right. That's not bad. 
next thing we're going through is intelligence. When is someone smart? And what would it be called before that? So we have intelligence on one end and we have confidence on the other end. Uh, I think the more intelligent you are, the less confident you are and vice versa. Um, I think that the smart, I'm just going to say it, the smarter you get, the more you realize that there is more knowledge than you could ever possibly know. And because of that, you become a little bit more um, tame with what you say to people, especially when somebody asks you for advice or asks you specifically to share your knowledge. Like it, it, I think an intelligent person like takes a second is like, all right, let's make sure I actually know what I'm talking about before I share this knowledge. And then you have people that are just like, let's do it off the bat, top of the head. I know it. And those people, maybe their confidence gets the better of them. So where is the hard line? The hard line is when you are answering questions, the more questions that you answer without double checking, that's when like your confidence starts to boil over. Okay. All right. Next one is where does rich start? I think that rich starts when you have somebody in your house every day doing something for you. That's not and family. Someone you're that's not hiring family. to come in and do something. Yes. So if you have some, and they could be different people. They don't have to be the same person. So if like, oh. You have a maid if, two days a week. Then you have a chef on the weekends. Yeah. So oh, I'm okay. going to say if five of your seven days has somebody coming in to do something for you, you might be rich. Do babysitters or nannies count? No, because those are born more out of necessity. I think if we're once we start talking like au pair, maybe. Interesting. Interesting. Yo, how remember we... the 39 clues and mm-hmm. how one of the bit like one of the most important characters was an au pair? I'm pretty sure that book taught an entire generation of children what an au pair was. Yeah, probably. All right, Craig. Where's where is the distinction of a romantic relationship? I think a romantic relationship is defined specifically by the people that are in it. So, Oh my gosh. No spectrums, bro. Remember hard line. How long? What must you have done? Hard if you lines. are going on dates, if, if you are going out with someone and you call it a date and you do that more than three times, you're in a romantic relationship. That's fair. Dude, that's legit. All right, I can get on board. Because, like, because, like, if, like, if you went on a date with, like, maybe two or three people, like, if you went on a date with me and you're going out on a date with someone else, I would expect you to stop seeing that other person by our third or fourth date. Okay. All right, Craig. Now here, I'm gonna give you five. Five ends the easy portion of this segment. The next five after this one is gonna get a little more difficult. Oh, man, I really just thought that this was it. Here we go. Last one of the easy. What makes a successful podcast? I think if you are making any sort of money from your podcast and it is paying your hosting bills, 
then I'm going to say that's a successful podcast. Okay. All right, Greg, welcome to the Thunderdome. I thought long and hard. This is a reason why I made it is for these five. I was having so much fun with the other five. And I know for a fact I'm going to have not fun with these. A lot of people say, I'm going to start all of them saying a lot of people think this is a spectrum, but you think it's not. Explain why. A lot of people think ADD is a spectrum. You don't. Where's the line, Greg? The line is a diagnosis, right? There are a lot. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Because. I think a lot of people, especially with TikTok, a lot of people are self-diagnosing themselves. And, you know, if you cannot get to a medical professional, sure, that makes sense. However, just don't go around telling people that you have ADHD when, like, you don't have that confirmed yet. All right. It's legit. Uh, next one. Addiction. A lot of people think this is a spectrum, but you don't. Where's the line? It's when the habit starts to affect your day-to-day life if you are making if you are scheduling your day around when you can do this one activity and it and you are putting it above other what others might consider like necessities then that's addiction bud all right final three a lot of people think sexuality is a spectrum but you don't Where would you put, where's the hard line about being bisexual? If you like one person of not the opposite gender, Mm -hmm. that's it. That's all it takes. If you like what now, you say like. A lot of people, regardless of their gender, think freaking Scarlett Johansson is a smoke show. And a lot of people think Chris Hemsworth is another smoke show. Does that count? If you can picture yourself... I'm going to talk about it purely on like on the sexuality spectrum. So yes, um, if you can imagine yourself kissing this person and you're like comfortable with that, that's all it takes. If you can do that, you're bisexual. You heard it here. Yeah. first. Last two. Um, I'll let you pick which one, wants to, which one you want to do first. Pick A or D. I don't like this. Because I think I know what A is, and I'm not going to be happy about it. Oh, you definitely will not be happy about it. That might then, be the worst one. Yeah, let's do A then. Autism. A lot I of people think it's a spectrum. I knew you were going to say that. But you don't. What makes a person autistic? I don't know enough about this subject um, to give a definitive answer. Uh, That's crazy, because I heard you think there's a hard line. Where is that hard line, Craig? Well, you picked the harder one first, so the next one should be easy. You might as well yeah. rip off the band-aid. I think I have to go back I, I have to go back with what I said before, you know? The, these are important decisions that you need to be talking with a mental health professional. And if you can uh and if there's a if there's a professional that is uh diagnosing you with autism, then that's that's what it takes. And if you don't have a diagnosis, you're not autistic. That's what Craig's saying. No diagnosis. Your condition, if that's what you want to call it, isn't real. That's what Craig said. I hate this. Last one. Depression. A lot of people think it's a spectrum. You don't think so. What makes a person depressed? Or have depression? Depression is funny. Because sometimes it's like, 
I can't do my job. And sometimes it's, I can do my job, but I'm, uh, you know, my thoughts are bad. That's a bad way to put it, but you know what I mean. Um, I think you're giving me a lot of things with similar answers. Like when, when your depression starts to, um, affect your day-to-day life and change the way that you behave, you know, that chemical imbalance is what is what is defined as your depression. So when you start doing things differently, good to know. I'm going yeah, to clear that's it all it up for us, Craig. Um, because I was really confused. A lot of people think it's a spectrum, but you obviously don't believe that. So I'm glad yeah. I heard it from you. Yep. Well, that anyway. concludes the Craig the Gatekeeper one-hit wonder. Uh, luckily for Craig, it's never coming back, and you'll never hear from it again. If you enjoyed it, I'm so sorry. If you hated it, good for you. All right. Well, Alex, what else have you been watching? Um... I'm officially, according to your definition, addicted to Survivor. We watched okay. the whole 20th season. It's on Netflix, the 20th and the 28th season. Actually, we watched the whole 28th season. Um, the whole thing started to finish. And we're like, let's go check out the other season. Then it went, for some reason, it played the 20th season. I'm like, well, how many seasons are there? There's 41. Um, <laughs> so we got Paramount Plus, And we're starting from season one. Oh, wow. And we're going to 41. They film two seasons a year, and they've been doing it since 2000. That's so crazy. that's what we're watching. I've been watching The Mole on Netflix. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with this show. With old Anderson Cooper. With old Anderson Cooper. I, there are some rumors that it's coming back, and that's why it was added to Netflix. Um, I watched this show for the first time like 10 years ago, maybe. Like I ordered the discs from Netflix. Like, that's how long ago I watched it. And that show holds up. That show is amazing. I'm like five episodes in, six episodes in. I love that show so much. Um, I also watched Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, dude. What a freaking trip that movie movie is, dude. That movie is really good. That's one of those movies where, like, I want to recommend it to everyone. But I cannot tell you what it's about. Because if I were to describe it to you... It, it would sound so boring. That's crazy because I don't think I can give that movie without a disclaimer. Like, just so you know, this guy's off. He's going to make a bunch of irrational decisions. He's a, he is a, a psychopath. He is. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, it, it's definitely one of those like Joker type movies where it's like, this guy is, this guy's weird. <laughs> yeah. And once you know that everything he does, although horrible, it makes sense. And yeah. that movie was a freaking roller coaster. Um, and I also watched Short Term Twelve, which has Remy Malik and Brie Larson in it. Super cool, ninety-minute indie film. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, good jo- uh, good movies I watched this week. Um, anything else? No. I've, the thing is, is like I'm kind of tired of watching movies. So I only watch, I do one movie a week and that's for the podcast. Watching an extra movie is a little much. I want to really watch Quiet Place Part 2 because we liked the first one. Well, it's on Paramount Plus now. Yeah. It's just, dude, there's movies. They're a lot, man. Yeah, they can take a lot out of you. So I think yeah, take a bit of a breather. Definitely a 40 take a minute TV show, one day, like uh, once a day is good enough for me. So I'm still consuming media. But I'm not like getting wrapped up in new characters and all that. Yeah, sure. Um, well, 
that's the podcast. Next week, we are watching School of Rock, uh, Jack Black, 2003. I think that one's on Paramount Plus, actually. Um, so Wow, dude. What... I Once you think, because the thing is, I have to try and guess what the theme is. I have Oh, yeah. No Do you have a guess clear. for the theme? Dude, I have no idea. Because the thing is, like, I'm not going to guess the theme after watching one movie. It could be literally no. anything. School of Rock. Oh, it might be character redeems himself after initial bad start. Okay. All right. I have seen School of Rock two or three times. I'm excited to watch it again. Yes. All right. Well, that's it for the show. Um, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Mother Beep Good. Well, have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces.